I V M. Coming up next on Pesa Pesa, a bonus episode. This is the SBI Cards IPO special. We are going to talk about this big IPO that's going to open soon. The SBI Cards IPO. I have with me Amit Gupta, portfolio manager at Adroit Financial Services. Regular listeners would remember him from last year in November when I was in Delhi and I spoke to him about Scuttlebutt Investing. If you haven't checked out that episode, you should check it out. It's from November last year on Scuttlebutt Investing. In this episode, we are going to talk about. Everything that has to do with the SBI Cards IPO. If you're someone who is absolutely new to IPOs, you should listen to it. If you're someone who already invests, then also you should listen to it because you'll get an idea about what to do when the IPO opens. So don't go anywhere, folks. This bonus episode of Paisa Paisa coming up next. Folks, welcome to Pesa Pesa. I'm your host Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and this is actually a bonus episode. It's a special episode. We're putting this out for the SBI Cards IPO. We are kind of breaking regular programming, you know, because we don't really follow the news and we don't have a hot topic for the day, stuff like that. Our uh, uh, the content of our episodes is a little bit more long lasting. It's more on education, but I'm just making an, an exception. And, uh, you know, if you're a listener, you could look upon this as an IPO special because whatever we're going to talk about today is actually going to apply pretty much for any IPO. And I know that uh, in the last few years, a lot of IPOs have come. It's created a lot of buzz. You know, uh, companies like DMART, companies like IRCTC, when they have done an IPO, they've listed and God knows where the, <laughs> where the price has gone. So maybe some of you out there are wondering, okay, let's just try this out. I put out uh, a tweet thread a few days ago and I'd got a pretty good response on that. So I thought, you know, let's just try and do this. So my guest today is Amit Gupta, Portfolio Manager at Adroit Financial Services. Uh, if you guys remember, we had done an entire episode with him when I when I was in Delhi. And he had this super cool scuttlebutt approach to investing back in November last year. We had spoken about that for a really long time. You should really check out that episode. It was a really interesting topic. So Amit is joining us uh, via Skype from Delhi. And we are going to talk about the SBI Cards IPO. That is... So uh, the date for the IPO starts on March 2nd um, and will end on March 5th. We're going to talk about the entire process, you know, absolute basics. Because here's the thing, Amit's firm, Adroit Financial Services, has put out a note to all its clients to subscribe for the IPO. That's their, that's their recommendation. So I thought Amit is really the right guy to walk us through the process and, you know, uh, what all does this entail. So let's just start with this. Amit, welcome to Pesa Pesa again. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Um, you know, so let's just start with the absolute basics. A lot of our listeners out there might be people who don't even know uh, what an IPO is or they must have decided today in the morning that Cholo was, even I'll apply for the IPO. So let's answer this very basic question for the first time, guys. What all do you need to apply for the IPO? Yeah. Hi, Anbum. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back again Good on the show. Good to have you. Good to have uh, you too. Yeah, all right. So, uh, um, uh, as you, many of your listeners would have known, that IPO is uh, basically an initial public offering, and as the name suggests, it basically means that company is approaching the market uh, to raise fresh funds or to list their share in the market. So, to apply for an IPO, you need to have a trading or a DMAT account uh, and a bank account. Uh, so, some banks club all these three: trading, DMAT, and a bank account, which we call as a like three-in-one account. Uh, but once you have that activated, your trading uh, come DMAT account, 
you need to have a facility uh, asba uh, application supported by blocked amount facility which is come now compulsory for all the ip applications so that application basically authorizes your banks to block money when uh, block money in your bank account when you are applying for an ipo uh, so that is available in both physical and dmat form and basically that eliminates all the usage of uh, checks and demand drafts everything is now digital uh, you just need to uh, specify few things like uh, your pan number your dmat account number your bank account number uh, and your bidding details basically the lot size which you are applying in that so it's pretty uh, neat and clean now you can just go on the uh, go into your bank account or go to your dmat account and apply the ipo directly from there super so that's 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 really helpful for us now the big question you know so as a retail investor how much should you bid for because that's always it's it's such a vague topic i believe the minimum lot size here is 19 shares and the range of the uh, the ipo is 750 to 755 rupees and obviously you'll you'll have to apply at the top end of the range because since it's an auction thing it will go to, go to the highest bidder so uh, what what am i looking at here 755 rupees into 19 shares is about some 14000 odd some i think 14345 so tell our listeners yeah, that yeah so tell our listeners that how much should they apply for so, you know so one lot two lots three lots because i believe the maximum size at a retail investor can apply for is about uh, 2 lakh in rupees so that would work out to i guess right. about uh, 10 or 15 lots right so how much should they bid for right so uh, first uh, you know uh, we need to understand that uh, there are three kind of bidders basically in the market one is the uh, qib Uh, the qualified institutional buyers second is the hnis and third is the retail category so each category is basically independent there is a quota of shares which are divided into this so in the case of sbi cards uh, the quota is divided like 50% for the qib uh, 15% for hni and 35% for the retail uh, investors so as you said uh, the anyone can apply in the retail category but the maximum limit is uh, 2 lakhs So in this case, the price range is seven fifty to seven fifty five, and you have to um, apply at the you know highest uh, level of that. So seven fifty five basically you are applying. The lot size is nineteen shares, so you need to bid in the multiples of nineteen. So the minimum application size will be seven fifty five into nineteen, which is fourteen thousand three hundred and forty five, and the maximum application size uh, would be thirteen lots. So seven fifty five into thirteen into nineteen basically. so that will be 186485 if you apply for 14 uh, 14 lots that will be like slightly more than uh, 2 lakh so you, uh, that will be rejected but uh, what has happened is that uh, this was this used to happen very often so last year sebi uh, brought a small change in how you apply to the ipos uh, they said that the retail participants have to compulsory use upi while applying for an ipo so so they say that, that this was probably done to avoid uh, multiple applications in different names hmm. but with the same bank account okay so uh, because U- upi is unique to the uh, each of the bank basically sure sure so uh, to avoid over subscription and you know cornering by a certain set of investors ab came up with this a this a small rule okay so uh, now you know it does not really make sense to bid Uh, for multiple lots uh, with the same bank account because your your other bank uh, other 
bids were likely to get uh, uh, rejected so you're saying uh, that if i so if i have so, uh, le- let's say two or three trading accounts or two or three bank accounts i could actually put in uh, different applications everywhere just to increase my chances am i so is is that correct yes yeah, so if you are applying through a different bank account and a different trading account then it makes sense but if you are applying from the same bank account to multiple trading accounts it is likely to be rejected and you will probably get only one chance sure okay. uh, to apply it so it it just makes sense to you know bid for only one lot you just increase your chance to uh, get it uh, obviously you know if you have like uh, multiple pan applications uh, so you want to apply from your wife's name or the child's name etc and then that that is an option which you can take definitely Okay, now walk us through the our chances of getting because that's a big question, right? I mean, the kind of oversubscription <clears throat> that happened in the blockbuster IPOs like a DMART or even like an IRCTC, good lord, the it was what seventy, eighty, hundred times. So, I wanted to just walk our listeners through this entire process. What you know, what happens because there is some amount of confusion that is it pro rata that let's say I applied for. Ten uh, lots, and let's say the issue got oversubscribed ten times. So I'll get one tenth of what I applied for. Is that how it works, or right. is or is there a you know, or is it something different? No, pretty much uh, the same. Uh, what you have described, uh, it works on a sort of a pro rata basis. Uh, and because of this UPI things, now it it gets unique. So if you are applying for ten lots, uh, there's really no chance. Uh, if the uh, IPO is oversubscribed, there is very little chance that you'll get more than one lot. uh so uh, that that's the, you know how it can but you know in the in the case of like sbi card there are multiple options which are open because there are two more categories in retail uh which is the sbi shareholders category and the sbi employee so if you actually uh, fall into those categories then you have a little bit more chance of uh getting the lot size uh, more than the 2 lakh Amount. So, which means that if I am an SBI shareholder, let's say that I already have hundred shares of SBI with me, then I can actually put in two applications: one under one under the retail category, and one under the SBI shareholder category. And in both, I, there are you know there are enough chances of me getting in both, getting in one, or not getting in both. Would that be right? Uh, so, uh, let let me just simplify this a little bit. uh so uh this is actually very interesting and unique in the case of sbi cards because that's generally don't happen so you have got two reservations one is the sbi shareholder reservation so they they are saying that uh, 9.5% of the total issue about 985 crores of the shares that is reserved for people who have sbi shares in their tmat accounts As of 18th February 2020. Ah, so if I go so and buy SBI shares to, on Monday, then that will not work for me. No, that will not work. You okay. need to have so basically you should have bought uh, 16th February on or before that. Okay. So that okay. T plus two delivery will come by 18th. So you sure. need to need to have the record date was 18th February. Okay. Okay. Uh, go on. So even if you have one share, you will be eligible to apply under that criteria. Hmm. So a shareholder of basically SBI can apply in both categories. Uh, the, he uh, he can apply for as an SBI shareholder, and he can apply as a retail participant also. Okay. So in both categories, the maximum limit is two uh, two lakh. Okay. Two lakh rupees, Ayna. Okay. Right. Uh, and because these categories are uh, clearly demarcated, and uh, uh, you know already the criteria has been decided that okay, SBI shareholder will get. Um, as i said 9 and 1/2% of the issues uh, 
you increase your chance of actually getting the allotment in both categories. Okay, okay, that's and so similar. Yeah, similarly, there is another reservation which is for the SBI employee uh, reservation. So if you are on the payroll of SBI, uh, then hundred and twenty six crore worth of shares are reserved for those. And the best thing about that is that the maximum bid in that case is not two lakh; it is five lakh actually. Wow. Oh, so if if you're an employee, this, if you're a retail, I mean, wow. Okay, go on, go on. Sorry. Okay, so uh, in this case, uh, uh, basically the existing employees of SBI, they are probably the luckiest of the lot hmm. because if an SBI shareholder is also employed at SBI, hmm. then you can apply in all three categories. You can apply in the retail category for two lakh. You can apply as a SBI shareholder for two lakh, and you can apply in the SBI employee quota for five lakh. So okay. actually, you can apply till nine lakh. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. And okay. uh, and for an SBI employee, you are getting a seventy five rupees discount as well. Oh, ah, uh, seventy five rupees discount of seven fifty five. So you are going to be putting in at some less than seven hundred rupees yeah. per share. Yes, yeah, so it will be around uh, 675. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, folks, we're going to take a small break out here. On the other side, when we come back, we're going to be talking about what Amit believes are the what he expects is going to be the response to the IPO, and therefore, what are your chances if you apply? So, don't go anywhere. We're going to be going really deep into the SBI cards IPO coming up next. And folks, welcome back to Pesa Pesa. I'm your host Anubham Gupta B50 on Twitter, and this is the SBI Cards IPO special. Or look at it as the IPO special. We've in the uh, in the first part of this episode, we spoke about the entire process of uh, how to you know w- what do you need to get started to apply for an IPO, which is basically a broking account or a trading account, same thing, a demat account and a bank account. And banks typically, like Amit said, they give all three as a uh, as as one product. Then the second was how much do you apply for, and typically. About one lot should be enough. Now, in this, ah, and of course, my guest Amit Gupta, portfolio manager at Android Financial Services. In this second part of uh, our recording, we are going to talk about very specific recommendations. Right, the first is what Amit believes is going to happen. Uh, you know, what kind of response does he expect? So, Amit, welcome back. Let's get into this here. What do you think? Where we are now in the markets? Uh, wh- what kind of a response do you expect for this IPO? Because it's a huge size. I can't remember for a long time any IPO that's come out with a nine thousand crore size now for for quite a while. So, what do you think is going to happen out there? Over subscription numbers, and therefore, you know, I want our listeners to just get a feel or an understanding of what are the chances of actually getting an allotment. Yeah, so uh, there is definitely a lot of uh, excitement uh, in the market about SBI cards IPO. Uh, basically, it's a very exotic kind of a. Uh, Business very unique kind of a business proposition. Uh, the first credit card payments company to get listed, probably the only proxy to the fast-growing fintech digital space. Uh, it is like the second largest credit card uh, issuer in the market, 18% market share. Highest is uh, HDFC with a 30% market share. Uh, so, so there is a lot of uh, you know uh, excitement uh, around it. Uh, the I think it should be at least like hundred x uh, subscribed. Oh, hundred uh, times over subscribed. Premium, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what the feelers which we are uh, getting from the from the HNIs and all. Huh. Uh, also, you know, the last I checked, the grey market premium was about three uh, hundred or so. Wow. Uh, so we are already expecting like about a, like fifty minimum or fifty percent listing gains. 
so that's thousand uh, rupees. Your, so of. when you say so the folks, the grey market premium is what you know you'd like to call the underground market or uh, the off exchange market. It's just a nice you know it's a good idea to gauge the demand uh, for the IPO and what Amit just said right now uh, when he says the grey market premium is three hundred or three fifty. That's the premium that people are willing to pay to buy the share of somebody today. Uh, so what Amit was saying, yeah, go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, so you can say that like seven fifty, seven fifty five will be the uh, you know price band and about three hundred on the top of it. So, uh, which also means that you know a lot of HNI would be probably uh, wanting to get leverage to apply and get more lots uh, on that IPO. Okay, so let's talk about that specifically. What so if you have any HNI clients, what's the recommendation that you're giving to them? Because IPO funding is a huge business, and especially for blockbuster IPOs like this one. Um, so IPO funding, maybe you can explain what exactly is IPO funding to our listeners. Uh, you know, who knows? There might be some HNIs out there who might be listening to this for the first sure. time. So tell us about how does the IPO funding work and what is Adroit's recommendation to the HNI clients for this? Right. So uh, basically the HNIs are allocated the shares in the IPO proportion to the subscription number. So if an IPO is oversubscribed, you have a slightly lower chance of getting your allocated quota. But if the issue is undersubscribed, then you have a better chance of uh, getting your full quota. Hmm. But how the IPO funding works is that, uh, let's say, investor says that I have only 2 lakh rupees, uh, but I am in the HNI category. So, hmm. you know, I cannot apply. Hmm. So, uh, so many of the brokers uh, and who, who basically institutions who provide uh, HNI uh, funding, they said, okay, no problem. So you, ha- you can apply for like, one crore, uh, we will invest 98 lakhs, uh, which will be given by the broker and uh, total will be one CR and then you can apply for in the HNI category. Obviously, okay. they'll charge a uh, like sort of a interest rate, a uh, 7% kind of interest rate. And HNIs are always uh, applying on the last day of the IPO. Okay. Uh, so basically, in this case, uh, this case, uh, they will be applying on 4th uh, of March. Hmm. Uh, so there is one extra day, 5th of March, which is exclusively for retail shareholders. Sure. So last day for applying for HNIs is actually 4th of March. So uh, so like an investor says uh, that you invest 2 lakh and then 98 lakhs will be given by the broker. Now suppose uh, the issue is uh, oversubscribed by 10 times in hmm. the HNI category. Hmm. So that means the HNI must apply for 1 crore worth of shares to get 10 lakh worth of shares. Correct. Right. So, uh, uh, and uh, let's say that the investor will be allocated 10 lakh worth of shares. Now, out of which he has invested for 2 lakh worth of shares and rest of the 8 lakh worth of shares is actually borrowed by the, uh, borrowed from the broker. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the unsettled amount, which is like 100 minus 10, 90 lakhs, mm. that will be redeemed after 5 days okay. uh, of the IPO because he has been allocated... Uh, uh, only 10 lakh of shares. So next next 90 lakhs, he will be redeemed after five days. So sure. in this case, the uh, redemption will happen on the 20th. Okay. Fifth will be the last day. Uh, so the redemption will happen on the 10th. Okay. Uh, so investor have to pay a interest uh, for those five days. Okay. In that case, uh, but the IPO listing will happen after 15 days. Sure. So the uh, IPO listing is expected to happen around 16th of March. Okay. So investors. Uh, are it's not mandatory, but they needs to pay back on the listing day. Okay. So again, he will be paying 
Eight lakh rupees, which he has borrowed hmm. uh, for fifteen days interest on that. Okay. So he is paying uh, basically ten lakh rupees interest on five days, okay. and then nine eight uh, lakh rupees interest on eight lakh rupees for fifteen days. Sure. So uh, eventually, if you do all that calculation, you'll realize that uh, basically he is buying at least he the IPO needs to trade at least one percent higher on the listing day. Okay. Okay, okay. For him to, right. for this to make sense for him, yeah. For make sense, okay. yeah. Because he is paying interest on the on the borrowed amount, right? Uh, so this is the case for when the I was talking about when the issue is oversubscribed by ten times. Sure. But okay. if issue is oversubscribed by hundred times, then that stock needs to actually trade hundred times higher. Wow. So then stock uh, stock needs to be hundred percent higher. Okay. So in this okay. case, if the expectation is to get like. Hundred uh, X subscription, so it needs to trade around fourteen hundred. Okay. So actually, for HNIs to make money on that. Ah, okay. So, so that's how the leverage, but that's how the leverage works, and the prospect of listing gains that is attractive enough for HNIs to invest even in a sort of a unsubscribe or oversubscribed environment. Okay. Okay. So the best chance of HNIs, you know, making money is that the subscription is high. But then the listing gains are also high, high in corresponding to that. Okay, as a uh, as a kind of rule of thumb. Okay, so I mean, tell us uh, what happens next. Eh? I mean, you know, if I am a retail investor, I, I've I've applied for one lot. So how do how does the process work after this? So a this uh, so the IPO closes on fifth of March, which is a Thursday. When will you know if I'm lucky enough to get shares in that? When will the shares come in and when will the trading start? What's that entire cycle looking like? Right. So uh, usually um, uh, there is like ten uh, days, ten calendar days, the gap between the last day of the IPO application and the listing of the IPO on the stock exchange. So uh, SBI cards is getting listed on both exchanges, NSE and BSE. It's expected to list uh, around uh, March sixteenth. Uh, so there was a proposal this from the SEBI side last year that. they wanted to reduce the time for listing after the application process is over hmm. but that's a sort of a work in progress kind of a situation uh, it may happen next financial year only okay uh, but so yeah so march 16 is when we can expect the listing uh, so three usually three days before that uh, you know all the investors would come to know about their allotment sure. usually there is an sms and email which goes out which says that you have been allocated uh, you know x number of lots uh, on from the bank side okay and if you've not got any sms and obviously you've not got any shares then you are a very unlucky <laughs> and talk so okay so uh, you've recommended your client to apply for the ipo now tell us what happens on the day of listing you know let's say that i'm lucky and i got one lot so actually i want to ask this in two ways one is that i got lucky what should i do on the listing day and second is i haven't got lucky and i still want to buy what's your recommendation in both the situations so in the case you have got it uh, you you know everything boils down to how much how how you see the business prospects uh, so as i talked in the earlier part of the podcast also it's it's a sort of a unique kind of a space a non lending financial kind of a space uh, the largest credit card and all that stuff but one interesting that the free float is real so there are a lot of anchor investors who are locked in for one year they cannot sell it for one year mm. so uh, i would say that uh, what we have also recommended that you use it as a sort of a trading bet for the next 12 months 
uh, and in during that period evaluate the business and operations over this time period and decide whether you want to increase the position increase your time horizon to actually invest in that more uh, increase your positions or just just book out uh, the hmm. gains hmm. um so uh, yeah in in yeah, just to start with uh, if you are getting the ipo allocation so and it's somewhere around like 1400 kind of a levels so then uh, you can probably you know look to book out uh, in the case you don't want to carry that as an investment for too long okay uh, but uh, you know my my sense is that uh, since this is a unique kind of a situation with a sort of a low free float uh we may see a uh, if everything goes well then we might see uh, more gains than than 1400 okay. so probably okay. it makes sense to you know uh, hold it a little bit more sure uh, uh but uh, even if you don't get an allocation you can always buy it from the market on the day of the listing yeah. uh, as well so that's that's assuming that you have the stomach to buy something at 1400 which was available to some lucky guy that's m55 so you still think that buying on a listing day you know depending on your outlook uh, on the business still makes sense you would you would say that so uh, again if you're buying on the listing day then that will be probably a you know a speculative move rather than an investment move mm-hmm. a sort of a trading bet rather than an investment bet okay. because at 700 750 also there is not much which is getting left on the plate uh, from the company mm. uh, so at 1400 it's even more riskier to you know buy it okay. so keep your like position size really small something which you can afford to lose uh, even and always use a trading stop loss just in case uh hni is it, it does not breaks like 1400 kind of levels sure. uh, then you might see hni is dumping it on the on the on the listing day uh, because they uh, they cannot carry the position for too long they need to pay interest for every day they hold the position okay uh, so it just just makes sense to you know uh, use a sort of a trailing stop loss in case you are doing a speculative bet on the listing day Okay, fantastic. So Amit, that kind of uh, you know that's a wrap on the SBA cards IPO part of our podcast. Last question as as we wrap up since we have you here, the usual you know the entire kya lagta hai kind of outlook on on the markets. What's your take? I I think we've had I don't know maybe a two three percent correction in this last couple of weeks thanks to the coronavirus. Uh, what so actually what's your take? What are you telling your clients? Right. So uh, you know. Uh there are two three three actually things which has happened in the last couple of months not just in this week so this week you know there's all coronavirus how it has spread out of china and how people have been infected in italy japan south korea etc so this outbreak of coronavirus is threatening to become a sort of a global epidemic causing massive disruption to globe global trade and commerce hmm. uh, but and you know most of these uh, agencies like imf world health organization adb etc hmm. they have actually uh, you know clearly put that this outbreak will actually materially impact the global economy okay. so that will have two impacts one will be that the global central banks will continue to be in a competitive phase sure. uh, continue moderate their policies it is started in 2019 itself but mm. uh, this event will prompt them to further enhance the monetary stimulus mm. uh secondly the deflationary pressures in the global markets has increased leading to you know higher demand for safe havens like uh, uh, us dollars gold uh, silver etc mm. 
so so that is one part which is the you know the corona virus part uh, of it uh, why the markets are you know uh, panicking a little bit uh, but the good part about is what is what the rbi has done in their policy a uh, couple of weeks ago uh, i i don't think the market is you know fully digested what rbi has said to do okay uh, so basically they have implemented a paradigm shift in the policy regime uh so after experimenting with like monetary policy for few years now they have reverted back to the management of a comprehensive credit policy with supporting growth as the primary objective okay so uh, they have bought this uh, ltro and the postponement postponement of gil securities through operation twist sure so they are killing the long end of the bond market and the short end both at the same time uh so because the ltros has basically pegged the short term cost of funds to banks to 5.15 which is the repo rate currently okay and operation uh, twist uh, basically that is reducing the gross borrowing by the government through postponement of maturities okay so uh, so the transmission of uh, uh, rates Uh, to the actual uh, you know consuming public uh, that is that process is uh, will be get accelerated and that will be much more effective way of you know passing on the rate cards okay, okay. Uh, so that uh, that i believe you know uh, i mean that is my call for like next 12 months or so okay. uh, that it is very highly likely that uh, we will see our financial markets uh, tracking the trends uh, which we saw in us and uh, uh, japan Uh, after the global financial crisis so they basically uh, did qe they killed the bond market mm. uh, uh, so there was a persistent down pressure on the yields and like yields at 4 and 1/2 5% in the us they went down to 1.5% okay so there was a pre- persistent downward pressure on the yields Uh, so that will keep the bond market and the equity markets quite buoyant okay uh, some at some point of time that will also reflect in the real estate So uh, you know, uh, from from like a twelve months past perspective, I'm quite bullish on both equities and rates as well. Ah, real estate. Someone who's bullish on real estate, man. I haven't heard that for a really long time. Yeah. So uh, this is the kind of stuff you know what happened in US. So that that probably would happen here as well. That the prices would actually crash, and then everybody will actually there will be a huge demand, uh, sort of a subdued demand, which is not coming up. That okay. that might just come up. Okay, that's good. So on that crash plus positive note, that is a wrap on this bonus episode of Pesa Vesa. My guest, Amit Gupta, portfolio manager at Adroit Financial Services. We were talking about the SBI cards IPO. Just to sum it up, number one, you need a you need a trading demat and a banking account. Uh, if you're only a retail investor, it might just make sense for you to put in an application of just one lot. If you are a shareholder and an employee, of course, you can put in a little bit higher. The entire process will take about ten uh, days after the listing. And what do you do? Um, you know, if you're lucky enough to get the shares, well, Amit believes that you should hold on for probably twelve months. And if you have not got the shares, you could, you know, buying on that day. It's as it's you know it's it's really your call on whether you want to put in money. Then you should probably look at how much you want to put and take a call on that. Amit, thank you so much for taking the time out and telling our listeners about the SBI Cards IPO. That is a wrap on this episode. Thank you, folks, for listening. Thanks, Amit. Thank you. Thank you, Anupam, for having me. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.